0: Today we are starting a series about a crime that shocked the community of a small southeastern town and left people in disbelief almost three decades ago. On Sunday, June 6, 1993, six employees in a B-Low grocery store were finishing the day after closing time behind locked doors. Everyone expected a quiet, routine evening, but instead, they soon found themselves in the middle of a living nightmare. This case took place in one of the oldest towns in the state of North Carolina. Windsor was charted on land in Bertie County along the Cachy River, which was historically the home of the Tuscarora people. Today, just over 3,500 people live in Windsor, where 300-year-old homes still line King Street The town is one of those places where everyone knows everyone and it's rare to see a strange face walking down the street. Although Windsor's proximity to US-17 guarantees that there are always visitors, many of those driving the north-south route straight through the town only stop for gas or to visit one of the outdoor parks. Unsurprisingly, as Windsor is such a small, isolated and rural place. There is not much to do. A big part of residents' free-time activities revolve around nature, farming, and animals. Public events and social gatherings are not totally unheard of, but not a regular occurrence either. For the younger people, Windsor can be a frustratingly boring place to live. Due to the lack of malls, youth centers, or basically any locations where to spend their time and have fun, the same applies to adults, which often use the local shops and regional chain stores as social hubs. Back in the summer of 1990, Virginia Beach-based Bonnie Below Markets purchased a lot at 409 West Greenville Street, where they soon opened a value-focused Below grocery store. Just like other local shops before it, the market quickly turned into a meeting spot for the townspeople in Windsor. Going grocery shopping isn't just about getting what you need and hurrying back home. Instead, people spend a lot of time in the aisles catching up with friends and neighbors and sharing the latest news and rumors. So no matter if somebody had died, gotten married, given birth, or had an affair, all of that was shared between the aisles of the b grocery store. Windsor is a close-knit community, and despite all the shortcomings of the town, Life there can be simple and comfortable. The residents don't have to worry too much about crime either, as even though property crimes do happen quite a lot, people rarely get murdered. According to the latest statistics, within one year, there were 38 incidents reported in Windsor, of which 35 were property crimes, and only three were violent offenses. So people may be more worried about their homes and belongings than walking outside alone in the dark. However, just a few years after the Below grocery store was opened in the 1990s, the community was shocked to its core when an unimaginable crime occurred in their small, quiet town. Afterward, it took a long, long time before the sense of security in Windsor was even partially restored. But before we can talk about the tragedy that struck Windsor, almost three decades ago, we have to mention another senseless crime that took place in the neighboring town of Beargrass. Located 21 miles south of Windsor, Beargrass is an even tinier and quieter place with a population of just over 70. Even today, you can find a convenience store called Cherry's Cupboard at 6121 Beargrass Road, a few miles off of US-17 serving customers as it did back in 1993. As the store serves hot food, it is a popular spot for the townspeople to spend their time. And as it happens, the employees get to know everyone. Most of the time, there are only familiar faces day after day. But every now and then, it happens that a stranger stops for gas or because of a far more sinister purpose. May 30th, 1993, did not differ from any other Sunday at Cherry's Cupboard. Despite approaching Labor Day, there were very few customers and only two employees, the owner, Jerry Cherry, and 65-year-old Audrey Leggett. Audrey was a mother, a widow, and a very well-liked community member. That day, just after lunchtime, Jerry had to leave and run some errands and Audrey was left alone at the store, which was nothing new, as she was a trusted and capable employee. For some time, Audrey served customers who came in for groceries or gas, but eventually the traffic dried up, so Audrey enjoyed the quiet and relaxed until the store's phone began to ring. The caller was her daughter, who had questions about a recipe she was about to use. A couple minutes passed, with Audrey and her daughter, having a very normal conversation, but then, the call was interrupted by a customer walking into the store. Audrey excused herself, having no way of knowing those would be the last words she ever spoke to her daughter. It's unknown how long time passed before another customer stepped into Cherry's cupboard, but as they did, the store was empty. There was no one behind the register and nobody answered the customer's call it wasn't until the whole store was searched that audrey was found in the cooler she was dead with multiple gunshot wounds as the police arrived at the scene they quickly understood solving the case and finding out what happened to audrey was not going to be easy there were no witnesses nor cctv footage basically the only evidence was the bullets fired with a 22 caliber pistol. The killer had also taken $200 from the register before fleeing the scene. The big question was if the perpetrator had only wanted the money. Why did they feel the need to shoot Audrey? It's unlikely she put up a fight alone in the store while being pointed at with a gun. The community of Beargrass was shocked to hear the news about the cold-blooded murder in broad daylight. How on earth was it possible that this person walked into Cherry's cupboard, shot Audrey, and walked out without anybody seeing them? Furthermore, was the killer someone they knew, someone within the community, or a stranger? While the police and people of Beargrass were trying to find answers to these questions, another crime was about to shake North Carolina. Exactly a week after the incident in Beargrass, on Sunday, June 6, 1993, employees of Windsor's Belo Grocery were getting ready for a closing shift. Forty-seven-year-old father of five, Grover Lee Cecil, who lived an hour away in the town of Aden, hugged his family and said his goodbyes before heading to Windsor. Grover was Belo Grocery Store's manager, and that particular day, he was prepared for a long night a cleaning crew was scheduled to strip and wax the floors later that evening after the store closed at six. Thirty-six-year-old, single mother of two, Joyce Reason, who lived in Windsor with her daughters, was going to close the Below grocery store with Grover that evening. Joyce was a cashier and well-known in her community. She was described as a fantastic mother who always had her daughters in the highest priority. That summer... Joyce was living exciting times as she had fallen in love again after the divorce from the father of her children and was planning to get married very soon. Unlike Grover, who needed to stay at the store longer that day, Joyce was supposed to get back home early to enjoy the holiday weekend with her family. In our ongoing journey dissecting real life mysteries, I've found a perfect companion in a game that not only captivates, but also lets me step into the shoes of a detective in the glamorous 1920s, June's Journey. As someone who's delved deep into the game, playing through the intriguing scenarios of June Parker, I can personally vouch for its immersive experience. In June's Journey, you unravel the mystery of June Parker's sister's murder. Each scene is a visual and intellectual puzzle, with hidden clues scattered across beautifully crafted locations. What I've enjoyed most is the depths of the storyline, each chapter peels back a layer of this thrilling narrative, revealing danger, mystery, and romance. Besides the allure of solving mysteries, the game lets you design and customize your own luxurious estate island. Building my estate has been a delightful escape, offering a creative break from the intense narratives we tackle on the podcast. For those of you who enjoy the blend of history, mystery, and narrative depth we explore on this podcast, June's Journey offers a chance to live out those elements in a beautifully interactive setting. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android, and join me in this ongoing quest to uncover hidden truths and solve complex mysteries. Attention, friends. Are you ready to embark on a journey into the unknown this Mother's Day? Prepare to dive into the depths of your family's history with mylifeinabook.com. Each week, mylifeinabook.com sends intriguing questions, uncovering the thrilling tales of your mom's past, and then she can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature. From daring escapes to nail-biting encounters, her life becomes an epic adventure waiting to be explored. This Mother's Day, give the gift of excitement and intrigue with mylifeinabook.com. It's a thrilling ride through your mom's life that you won't want to miss. I gave this to my mom last year, and let's just say I didn't know my mom as well as I thought I did. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code SHANE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. And use code Shane for 10% off today. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for 4 dollars each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone prices and product availability subject to change restrictions apply see site for details At the below grocery store the business was going like any other sunday customers were coming in at a steady but slow rate it was a perfect day for grover and joyce to have conversations with the patrons joke around and have a good time little by little as the time passed the traffic began to dry up, and then Grover and Joyce started their closing routines. Meanwhile, 22 miles east of Windsor, in the town of Edenton, four men inside a blue pickup began their journey toward the Below grocery store. Sylvester Welch, Johnny Rankins Jr., and brothers Thomas and Jasper Hardy were the cleaning crew responsible for taking care of the store's floors that night. The four men had been working together at this point for about two months. They were confident this job was going to get done without an incident. As 6 p.m. approached, another vehicle, a two-door coupe, turned into the Below parking lot. For a while, the two passengers sat there, watching before the man in the passenger seat got out and walked into the store. There, this man walked around Perhaps trying to look like a regular customer, but in reality, he was observing, gathering information while nobody paid attention to him. Once the man was satisfied, there were only two employees at the store that evening. He disappeared somewhere into the store, to wait for the right moment. Meanwhile, Grover and Joyce continued their cleaning tasks, and assisted the remaining customers, who, one by one, exited the store. At around 6 p.m., the blue pickup truck backed up next to the front door, so the cleaning crew could easily unload their supplies. Just when Johnny and the rest of the men finished their task, the final customer walked out, and Grover locked all the doors, unaware he had just locked five people in with a predator. As the cleaning crew began their work, Joyce was organizing her workplace at the front of the store and Grover walked through the store, ensuring everything was in order for Monday. Meanwhile, the stranger watched them from his hiding place. He was not in a hurry. He had all night to do what he needed to do. And, of course, the original plan would work no more because of an unexpected detail. The cleaning crew. The man pulled out his 45 caliber pistol and checked the ammunition. He definitely had to come up with some creative solution. There were only three bullets. And this is where we will end the first part of the Below Grocery Store Massacre. I'll be back next week to continue our deep dive into what happened inside the store and how the employees faced hell on Earth.